Yo, 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 yo. What is up? Welcome to High on Soccer with your favorite host, myself, Dylan Monroy, and Jorge Martinez. What it do? <laughs> what it do, Jorge? Bro, it's yeah. been a really long time since we've done a podcast. Like, dude, this is the first podcast for High on Soccer of the new year. And boy, oh boy, is it going to be a great, great year. Yeah, dude, I'm, <clears throat> I'm really excited. Uh, you know, we're just starting here uh, the beginning of the year. We're getting back here, uh, bringing, bringing you guys some more content, some more episodes. We've been, we've been busy getting ready for, for a huge, huge year that we have ahead. Uh, but most importantly, uh, you know, we've missed you guys. We have missed you guys, and we want to start off with um, this video talking about the best three midfielders Ooh. of all time. Of Ooh. all time, Jorge. Mm-hmm. So that raises the question who is it? Who are the best three? And I know a lot of you out there are uh-huh. going to start thinking about oh, they're Spanish. Ooh. They've won lots of trophies together. One could say uh, they've won everything. One could say they have won everything. And Jorge, who are those guys? We are talking about Busquets, Xavi, and Iniesta. And honestly, if you know anything soccer-related, your head immediately goes to Barcelona, legendary just playing like Tiki Tiki Taka. Taka the invention of Tiki Taka the guys who made Messi even more indestructible take the ball pass the ball and if you haven't seen it this is not a promo but it's on Netflix check it's pretty that good. out check it's, it out it is oh man check just check it out check it out like alright I want to talk about these guys because yeah I think there's just so much to talk about of what they've done for soccer mm-hmm. and the world. Yeah. Jorge, you and I have talked about it. You even mentioned it just before this. These guys like completely changed the game. They rewrote football. They rewrote it. It's just... I mean, them with Pep, right? Yeah. But, but Pep saw that these players had those qualities. Pep, Pep basically <clears throat> made these guys, but these guys just did it so freaking well yeah. that they proved that he was right. Yeah, they're just like, okay, you're good at this. That's fine. That's all you need to be good at. Mm-hmm. Take Busquets, for example. I when I I've mentioned it before. When when Busquets first came to to light or just to, to the scene here at Barca, he started playing. Uh, I wasn't a fan of him because I was a fan of of. Yeah, yeah, today. I thought he was a really, really great player. He was one of my my favorite midfielders uh, during that time, and I was sad to see him go because I thought he was I thought he was just a brilliant player, and I didn't understand Busquets because obviously, like, you look at what Yaya Ture's impact on the game, and I mean, this is a player that at one point didn't he hit break, uh, score twenty plus goals in a season. Bro, uh, he was a Manchester tank City, man. For he, Manchester, yeah, he was just an absolute like. You're just like, whoa! Why would you not want that guy on your team? Yeah. But Pep saw some. Pep only needed some uh, a few a few qualities from uh, from the from his from Busquets, and those those qualities were exactly what he had, and all he needed. And Busquets did those, and he did them extremely well. 
extremely well. That midfield three. Okay, let's talk about their national team. Uh-huh. Oof. National team alone. Two Euro Cups. A World Cup. Mm-hmm. Absolute dominance for like six years, if not slightly longer. Mm-hmm. And let's now talk Barcelona, which they dominated. Yes, they had a man named Messi on yeah. their team. <laughs> but they also had another man named David Villa. But... Imagine a team with those midfielders creating for those guys. Oh, man. I mean, they just... They they annihilated teams. Bro, I remember watching the Manchester United final, I think, in 2012, Mm -hmm. when Chicharito was starting. Dude, I was in awe of Barcelona. Uh Absolute awe. I was like, oh, man, I don't watch these guys enough because of Ronaldo and then... But damn, they they dude, they killed us. Dude, they destroyed us. They showed the world that we have no idea how to play soccer nah, or football. Nah. We we really don't. Uh, they they just completely rewrote the game to me. You know, Iniesta and Xavi, they just they do everything so so effortlessly. So effortlessly, uh, it, it's just insane. You know, just specifically, I'm thinking right now, like Iniesta, the the little like two step that he does. Uh, all the time like it's just so simple and effective but he always uses it and he takes his he, he loses a mark that are the simple turns he and he and Xavi just mm-hmm. always simple turns they are uh, matadors yeah exactly like from Spanish you know Spanish mm-hmm. heritage and kind of mm-hmm. thing like he's legit a matador he yeah. moves the ball and controls the midfield and the defender easily uh-huh. by moving the ball and in this case you know anyway and when you least <laughs> expect it the diagonal through ball which represents the knife or the, the sword. knife yeah Sorry, the sword those those through balls that those balls that they instinct. would just yeah they would just that, and then you mentioned it before just feed, that's how they would feed players like David Villa Lionel Messi just those balls on the wings just I'm not saying Messi. I'm not saying Xavi and Iniesta and Busquets made Messi. That I will not say. No, because Messi is Messi's Messi. Messi's Messi. But by having th- them, Messi became a like an ultimate weapon. Yes. Like that's what he became. Yeah. Because I mean, you're seeing it now. <laughs> you see it now with him at PSG, where if if there's no sort of a I don't want to say there's no game plan, but he's definitely not having the same sort of service. And, yeah. and it's, you know, yes, you can argue that last year's Barca, he wasn't giving great service either, mm. and he still made for many work. years. You could say, yeah. But <laughs> the thing is, you know, that having that midfield there only made Messi even better. Like Indeed. he was always going to be successful. He's always going to be great. But having them, whew. incredible. And now. It- Begs the question, mm. because we're talking the, the best three midfielders, man. And I think it was the right thing to do to start with those guys. But uh-huh. I'm going to talk about three other midfielders whom I think are on the other team mm-hmm. in Spain. The other important team. The other important team, which is Real Madrid's Toni Kroos, Ooh. Modric, Luka Modric, oh. and... Casemiro and Jorge man you're no Madrid fan I know but you have talked about these Uh. guys (laughs) on numerous occasions it's recorded I know it you'd love Tony Cruz you yes I 
Modric, you, I mean, he did not deserve the Ballon d'Or, but... <laughs> but we all... You can't hate Modric. You can't hate Modric. Modric, dude, Modric... I remember when he was at Spurs, and I was like, holy shit, this guy's good. He would always score from outside of the box, like, like nothing. Like, I was like, what? Who does that? Unheard of. Exactly. Yeah, and then and Casimiro, dude... Uh, I'll, let me, I'll tell you this. If there's one player I hate playing against in FIFA... Casimiro. Oh man, <laughs> such a just dominant presence in that midfield. He's a dude. And in, in the it's game, what Busquets and in real isn't, life. which exactly. is not a dominant presence, yeah. but he's also solid with the ball, mm-hmm. and he has a crazy shot. Yeah, and he has that that fight that you want mm-hmm. to. He's a defensive midfielder, bro, and he he goes to work. You want the you you want a player like that on your team, like Casimiro. He doesn't mess around, dude. Well, think about it. Okay, you have Tony Kroos, who isn't necessarily a box-to-box guy, but kind of like floats in that midfield mm-hmm. and moves the ball left to right exceptionally well with a long ball, with a short ball, pinpoint passer. Finesse. Different kind of player uh-huh. than Xavi and Iniesta, but just pinpoint oh, yeah. passer. You got, you, wherever you want him to put it, he'll put it there for you. And Modric, the workhorse, the orchestrator of the midfield he yeah. was like the Xavi like guy but in a different way mm-hmm. in a different way you know more and of a th- he, I feel in a, in a way more of a threatening presence just because he would he could shoot he could shoot a lot more and mm-hmm. not saying that Xavi can't because he scored plenty of goals uh, you know but <clears throat> Modric for example it, it just like I mentioned before he at, at Tottenham he was just banging him in left and right from outside the box like he has that yeah. rocket like that's one of his uh, moves one of his trademarks so now we gotta compare them with <clears throat> these other guys okay and Modric may have not have won a World Cup, but he was in a final and mm, was the absolute focal point to yeah. his team getting there. And Casemiro was essential to Brazilian teams that made it to semifinals. Granted, Copa, they got slaughters. Uh, Copa America. Copa America. This past Copa America. Yeah, but they lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, but he is a, a great talent. Has won. Well, all three of these guys have won. A three-peat Champions League and well, Tony the Cruz La Decima. Won a World Cup too. And that's what I was going to get to. Tony Cruz has won a World Cup. So they yep, didn't all true. necessarily do it on the same team like the other guys. Like, Xavi yeah. and Yes and Busquets. In but, terms of, like, the national team, obviously, you know, that's... Mm-hmm. Obviously, they can't... We recognize that, right? You know, they can't win the national team together. But with their national team, you could arguably say they've had... They haven't won the World Cup, but they've had pretty much the... The as good as you can get without winning a World Cup. Agreed, but Tony Kroos has. Well, yeah, except for, <laughs> except for Tony Kroos. <laughs> yeah, he's won it. He has won it, and like okay, so if we compare them mm-hmm. on playing style and their playing ability and trophies, they technically have more Champions Leagues, don't they? Four. I believe, I believe so, yeah. You could even argue that this, this midfield is a little bit more energetic and has a little more of a, like a pep in its step. You know, and not little, only that, Jorge, I feel like they've the longevity of this mm-hmm. midfield. Like, that to me is the biggest <clears throat> argument I can make. They've won the Champions Leagues. They're still going right now. They could win a La Liga, man. Mm-hmm. Casmedo, Modric, and um, Cruz are still starting in big key games. We saw it last year with Champions mm-hmm. League. We've seen it in past years. They're in their like mid thirties, all of them, and they're still probably well, Modric big. is like in his late thirties. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he's thirty six. That's what I'm saying. Oh, he's man. currently they're currently 
maybe the best midfield three, you know, uh-huh. still around. I mean, we that, that's a different argument, but uh, they're still so good, man. And like, yeah. I don't think Xavi, Busquets, and Iniesta had that longevity. They had a big explosion. Yeah, well, of also dominance. their prime was absolutely uh, annihilation. Well, well, also too, Busquets, it was not of the same. Now, like, because let's yeah. remember, like, the key, the key to that midfield three that is Busquets, Xavi, and Iniesta. I really think is Busquets, because with, Busquets gives Xavi and Iniesta free reign to do whatever it is they please or what they need mm-hmm. to do in the midfield, because he's there. He was the one. Uh, yes, uh, uh, you have Casemiro who had, is way more aggressive. And you know, it's more of that like hard hitting uh, center defensive mid. But Busquets, you know, Busquets is really tall, so he's winning a lot of the balls in the air. But he also he just he's very very good at protecting the ball. You you saw him win the ball a lot defensively. Known, but he was known for a lot for for diving and stuff. So you know, mm-hmm. just kind of slowing the game down in whatever way you can. Not saying that I approve, but. He's, you know, it worked, obviously. He was um, definitely the key figure, I think, mm-hmm. in allowing that midfield to happen. Yeah. So, had so, Busquets yeah. played, like, or was at the same age that they were, they all came up together, it could have been a lot different. So, that's something, you know, that's kind of like, okay, well, that's, uh, like, a discrepancy there. Because the, the other three, they're a little bit closer in age. But they're, they're going to win. They won a Super Copa not so long ago, just a couple <laughs> days ago, man. So yeah. they're still winning trophies, yeah, no, man. I mean, I'm not saying that they're not. It's just, what if that, like, because, dude, that. Oh, okay. Here's a better question. Okay. If you could have one of their trophy cabinets from either three, uh huh, who would you choose? Nothing, Barca. Because the World Cup. Well, Tony Cruz. Yeah, Tony Cruz does have it. I don't know, dude. I'm biased here. <laughs> biased? You're uh, not a Barca fan. I'm not a Barca fan, but that just that team was just like, no, dude. Yeah. Com- the thing is that I don't know if that if this Madrid had that. I mean, it's hard to say that they didn't have any sort of little. They won a three like peat, Jorge. A three peat. That, that Barca like was just different because that same Barca. Yeah. They rolled over like uh, uh, one of the most expensive Real Madrid sides, like ever. You know, they just sat them down. I know. I remember that was peak Ronaldo, like fanboyism. Like I remember those days because my team was like Barcelona. Like Uh they liked the team Barcelona or whatever. Uh huh. And I I was always the odd man out because I was a Real Madrid fan because of Ronaldo and yeah we got beat down many many Mm -hmm. times some of the nicest jerseys got beat down the white with the gold yeah yeah just you know and that's a side there with with Kaká yeah well we already know the sad story of Kaká going to Madrid no that's true it's it's not his fault just injury after injury after injury but I I don't know dude I I still I still take that side just Hmm. what they did for the modern game and 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 how they just kind of like changed everything and you know just they on top of that just the manager just looked so effortless like it was just like it was just easy like they just were doing nothing like i never like just it, it, it just looked so easy to them so it's safe to say you would still be picking them yeah i, I think i still would be all right well 
Is there anyone else that you think that can compete with that midfield three? It, those you know, two, because I think, think those are the it. most dominant ones. Yeah, as far at least as, for like, sure that you career. and I have seen. Of course, like that's that's mm-hmm. something that like I don't know could, that can be rivaled um, within the like recent recent history. Uh, you know, right now in <clears throat> in any of the other top teams, I, I don't know if I see. Um, any other midfield, I guess, composed of three players that are so consistent. Not that uh, other teams don't, but it's just uh, they're you know they're just, they're just a little different. And mm-hmm. uh, the I feel like every other team in the league is just or not in the league, sorry, but like every other of these top teams that you know we're thinking of like like uh, Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, PSG, and everything. Well, I don't know about PSG and shit. No, <laughs> but like Bayern and stuff, they're just overall well, well more. They have an exceptional, or they have exceptional midfielders. Midfields top, top of the world, top of the world, like in the world, and they're just better, well balanced teams at the, at yeah. the moment. So it's, it's kind of hard to compare, but yeah, that that three there in Madrid, it's it's gonna go down as a, as a legendary, uh, you know, three because it's it. You're right, bro. The longevity that they had, the the trophies that they had, it's it's kind of hard, you know. It, it's hard, and maybe I'm just saying my three just because I that's what I said from the beginning, and I'm stubborn and I don't want to change my, my <laughs> mind. But I mean, you're right, dude. Like, I mean, Tony Cruz is one of my favorite midfielders, and Luka Modric, like, just a workhorse. Yeah, it's a it's a, an amazing midfield three. Um, you know, I still choose my my Barca three there because yeah, we gotta we gotta keep it spicy here, bro. Yeah, we, <laughs> gotta we, keep it spicy and we want to hear from you guys as much as possible yeah. so like wh- who do you guys think yeah. and what? is your midfield three and is there yeah. anyone else that can like compete yeah, within recent history I'm sure there is I mean from, we're talking about like Yoga Bonito sides here mm-hmm. uh, we could argue uh, in, but German Germany uh, has had like some good midfield uh, as well so there's let us know you know like it's I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we haven't even taken into consideration. Let us know what you guys think. Hell yeah. Reach out to us on our new rebranded Instagram, The High on Soccer. The Follow us on, on, on Instagram. And we hope to hear from you guys soon. Mm-hmm. And we will be bringing you guys podcast weekly once again. Thanks, guys. See you later.